Welcome everybody to Three Wide in the Middle, your home for all things racing, of course, with me, Thomas Brandon, and my man, Keith Bradley. Keith, how's it going? What is up? Oh, not you? much. Yeah, just uh, busy. Busy as all can be, man. Um, you know, holiday season, <laughs> getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, so, we're, we're ramping up in our house. Yeah, you know, it's funny because... Right now, my son is going through catechism, which is, you know, in the Catholic Church, catechism is like their schooling that you have to do in order to take your first communion, right? So there's a bunch of stuff that they have to learn. I mean, it's it's literally a school. It's like a it's like a school program. Now, catechism. When I was a kid, and I had friends who did catechism. It was like every Sunday morning, right? Like you, you went to, you know, the, you went to church and you had the catechism, the parents had the service or whatever, and then that was it. And it was like every Sunday for however long they did it. And then when my daughter went through it about oof, probably seven, eight years ago, when she went through it, it was the first Tuesday of every month for a year. Or no, excuse me, every, it was every Tuesday for a year. So it was, yeah, every Tuesday for a year. Now it's the first Tuesday of the month for two years. So the first Tuesday or second Tuesday, it's, it's one of the two, first or second Tuesday. I don't know. My wife just tells me when we got to go. I don't know exactly when it is, but it's, it's once a month for two years. And we've been doing this now. We've only done, gone to a couple of them. And um, luckily, my son really likes it. He enjoys it. He loves his teacher and stuff. So that's cool. But me and my wife also have to go. So while my son is in his class, we're in the church learning all this stuff, too, for the family and all these things like this. And I say all that because when we were there this last week, they were talking about Christmas and how Christmas has gotten all commercialized, all the stuff like this. Same thing that people have been saying for the last, I don't know, 100 years, 50 years, whatever. They were saying it when I was a kid and they were talking about when it comes to presents for the kids, right? And the whole story of the three wise men and stuff like that, that there's families now in the church who give their kids only three gifts. And the three gifts are essentially something the kid wants, something the kid needs, and then basically just whatever, another one that the parents just choose. And, you know, lately, as everybody knows, you know, prices, things have been kind of crazy lately. And so we we got out of there and we got my son. We were like, hey, buddy, guess what? (laughs) Three presents for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, It's it's like we've been we've been told by God, buddy. So you're only getting three this year. (laughs) He was like, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I got one for him yesterday. I got to get we still got to get the other two. But yeah, so something good came out of it for for us but yeah because yeah, i'm not catholic that's the thing I'm, I'm not catholic my wife's catholic her family you know because they're from mexico like and it's huge there like the the catholic church is so in intertwined with the culture down there it's it's a even the even the narcos right that are shooting up malls and and dealing drugs like they're big into the church it's it's the craziest thing it's like part of just life down there and so it's a it's a big deal for my wife that you know our son was baptized catholic and all this stuff like this and so i'm like that's fine i don't care right whatever we'll do it you know <laughs> fine with me so so yeah that's that's what we've been doing that's what we had to do this week but yeah so fun fun times getting ready for the for the holidays but anyways, got a bunch of new stuff to cover. A lot of stuff happening on the dirt side um, the last week or two. We got uh, big announcements by World Racing Group. Uh, High Limit has announced some of their schedule. They're kind of trickling it out like two to three races at a time. I thought they were just going to drop the whole schedule, but they've been just giving us like a couple of shows every few days. Um Big, big announcement out of Eldora, which is awesome. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Series is going to be changing up their point system and implementing a NASCAR-style chase, so we got to cover that as well. And uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see how see how that goes. Uh, now, if 
for those of you guys, uh, we got the Chili Bowl coming up. Not this show, but in our next show, which is two weeks from now on the 29th. That's going to be our Chili Bowl show. We're going to be basically doing a whole thing on the Chili Bowl. We'll be covering all the drivers, who who we like, who we don't like, dark horses, favorites, all that other type of stuff. Um, because we're still waiting to see on who's going to race. You know, uh, Kyle Larson, Brad Sweet, like those guys, David Gravel's another one that have been pretty vocal that they're sitting it out. They they don't think the purse is worth it. Um, but there's a few others that have not got on. They're not, they're not entered yet. And so until we actually got that list of drivers pretty much locked in, we're going to, we're going to wait and see on that. But before we get into all the dirt news, there's something that I, I wanted to cover here in the open of today's show, because if you remember, and Keith, I know you remember at the beginning of the year, Right before NASCAR, the NASCAR season started and we were talking about, you know, things that drive us nuts and ways that they could, you know, get people back. Right. We were all looking forward to this new car. NASCAR had just announced that they were going to be going with the higher horsepower, lower downforce, which was obviously a smart decision on their part. And we were talking about what they could do to help grow the sport, get some people back into the sport. And one of the things that me and Keith were talking about was the Formula One show Drive to Survive. And basically, both of us were like, look, find those, find whoever created that, hire them to do the same thing for NASCAR. Well, NASCAR pretty much did that. Um, they had the NASCAR race for the championship show. Now it was on USA and they did it a little bit different, which I actually liked. And I, I binge watched the whole thing about a week and a half ago. Now, Keith, I told you, I told you, you had to check it out. And did you have a chance to, to see any of it? Yeah, I got to watch a couple episodes and then I got real busy and yeah. then, Oh, I'm going to binge watch the rest of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is. They did a good job with it. Now, one of the biggest differences was, you know, the Formula One show, the Drive to Survive show, the way that they do it is, is they essentially follow them around for the entire season. They record everything. They're just gathering as much as they possibly can throughout the entire season. And then when the season ends, they go back and they kind of figure out like what's what was the main story that we want to focus on you know they essentially edit to what they are trying to get out of the show a great example of this was the 2021 season in f1 right the primary story was max verstappen and lewis hamilton you know right the first time lewis hamilton was being legitimately challenged for the championship and of course right I mean, Netflix, they, you know, and the producers of the show could not have been happier to have that season in the way that it did with the controversy and everything else. Well, after they gather everything up, they got everything recorded. They're going to go in there and they're going to edit everything together and they're going to create this story out of all the stuff that they've gotten. What NASCAR did was a little bit different. So as this season was going on, they, they had episodes coming out. If you actually watch the show, they had, you know, it, each episode, because I think there's like 10 episodes total. Each episode covered a couple of weeks, right? And they did a really good job on it. And the thing that they did the best job on was getting to know the drivers. And this was something that I really harped on at the beginning of the season. You've got to get to know these people. You have to... If you want people to invest in your product, the best way to do it is to create a relationship with them. You have to get them invested into the people. You have to get them invested into the characters, right? The greatest example of this of all time, right, is the um, the Marvel uh, movies, right? The whole Marvel universe. And when they did, spoiler alert, folks, if you haven't seen this yet, but in Infinity War, when Thanos snaps his finger and half of the people are just gone and of those people that are just now just disappeared, vanished, are a lot of the main characters, the heroes that you've been watching for the last 10 years. And there were people in the theaters like distraught crying could not believe it because they had become so invested in these characters okay and that's fiction 
right? Like we know that's fiction. When you can do that on a on a real world level, it adds an extra element to it that people will 100% sell out for. It's why you have people so dedicated to their football team, right? Their NFL team or their basketball team or, or whatever, right? Keith, what's your football team? Bengals? Yep. Bengals, right? Every Bengals fan out there, I would bet you dollars to pesos right now. They have never been more invested uh, it, under a certain age, right? If you're under 50, they've never been more invested in a team than they are right now with this Bengals team. And it's not just because they're good. It's because of the people on the, Look at the characters, right? Joe Burrow is a throwback. The dude is like, you know, the, the 21st century's version of Joe Namath. He's also way better. But you know what I mean? He's got that swag. You know, he's uh, approachable. People like him. He's humble. But yet he's also got this confidence to him, this edge to him. Jamar Chase is a straight baller, right? The dude's a stud. But he's also got this likable factor to him. Like, you go down the team, people can invest into those players in a way that they haven't been able to before. And when you can create that, like I said, it adds an extra layer to it. And NASCAR has finally done that with this show. And the whole reason I bring this up is because of two people. And the show does a really good job of highlighting these two people and showing another side of them that you would never get to see. And two of these, these two guys are people who kind of dominated our news for about six months, right, Keith? I mean, we talked a lot about Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain this last season. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, whether it was good or bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And a, and a lot of it was for different reasons, right? Ross Chastain kind of comes in and takes the takes the series by storm, right? Does a lot of stuff. I mean, we had the whole Ross Chastain don't give a fuck tour. You know what I mean? But Kyle Busch, you know, I mean, obviously it's Kyle Busch, but also we had this contract saga hanging over his head the entire season and Eminem's leaving. And there's a lot of people that don't like Kyle Busch and rightfully so, right? I mean, let's be honest. Okay. When it comes to Kyle Busch on the track, he hasn't done himself a lot of favors when it comes to making himself a likable person. But in this series, it was a really cool thing to see the other side of Kyle Busch. His wife makes the comment that, you know, there's Kyle on the track and then there's Kyle at home. And he really is two completely different people. And it was a really cool thing to see. And it was also just eye-opening to see him as emotional as he was after the whole Joe Gibbs thing falls through. Like that was a, you could sell, you could see that it really bothered him as it, as that's to be expected, right? Like he said, Joe Gibbs had been there for him through all the good and the bad, right? I mean, you look at what Kyle Busch's career was going into Joe Gibbs racing, right? He had just left Hendrick. He was considered kind of this, like, you know, just troublemaker, right? Like the dude's got an insane amount of talent, but is he ever going to get out of his own way type of thing? And you know, the coach, right? I mean, really kind of got him on the right track and he turned into a, a champion, right? He's one of the best drivers to ever run in the NASCAR circuit. I mean, without question, right? The dude won more races across multiple series, right? In like a decade than like anybody ever has. Like it's been absolutely insane. And to see him, see the human side of him, right? The, the Not the, the guy on the track who's the jerk and running people over and doing anything it takes to win, but to see the human side of him was really, really cool. And they did a really, really good job with it. The best part about the show, though, was Ross Chastain. And to see, and Keith, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, man, if I say stuff here, but to see the side, Ross Chastain is who I thought Ross Chastain was. And to actually see it was awesome. The dude's literally farming watermelon in between races. It's 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 absolutely amazing. No it's no absolutely surprise. amazing. And the probably my favorite part of the whole show was it's towards the end of the series, and it actually shows we all know the Chastain's move at Martinsville. It was, in my opinion, the greatest pass ever made. 
passes because you got around multiple cars. It, it, you know, and to see him and Justin Marks, a team owner, to see those guys watching it in real time, to see the, the shock on, to, to see the behind the scenes stuff, was amazing. It really was, and I. I am now more excited for next season and I'm also much more invested into track house racing. I really am like, that's what that show did. And that's the point that I was trying to get across at the beginning of the year when me and Keith were saying they needed to do something like this because that's what can happen. And keep in mind, you guys, I have done this stuff for 10 years now. I have studied things like storytelling and marketing and influence and persuasion. I know this stuff really, really well. And I know how it works. And I know when it's being done to me as this show is doing it. And I love it. I absolutely love it because when it's done correctly, as it was with this show, you walk away from it feeling much better about not only what you saw, but now what you ultimately care a lot more about. And that is what they did this this year with that show. And I'm really hoping they're going to keep doing it because to me, it, it can only help the product that they have. It cannot hurt it. All right. So big news coming out of the world racing group, um, which is the, comp- the group that runs the world of outlaws. Uh, as you guys know, you know, money has been a big topic as of late. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the, the split, what it should be. Um, you know, drivers, Sheldon Hoddenshield did an interview, which obviously, uh, got a lot of people, you know, raised a lot of eyebrows, um, got a lot of people kind of, kind of opened up people's eyes to what the costs are. And then also what they're getting in return. And, you know, Sheldon makes a very good point when he's like, dude, look, it's 10,000 to win. I mean, he's like, that's what it's been for 30 years, right? Like it's been that forever, you know, shouldn't we see that increased? Because obviously the costs of it have increased. And there was a a guy on, on uh, YouTube. I don't know his name, but I want to give his channel credit. I think it's called Dirt Tracker Daily. Yeah. Yep. yep. He did a breakdown of the costs on what it takes to like run a uh, an outlaw team just to run the team. And that's not the startup. That's not anything like that. And he came up with a figure that was about $650,000 a year. Now, David Gravel actually did a podcast and kind of went through some of that stuff and uh kind of enlightened on some things because the guy said when he did it, he was like, look, this is just information that I'm getting. I don't know for sure. And David Gravel was saying, actually, the maintenance fees for the motor and stuff should be, you know, about a hundred grand, not fifty, you know, that type of thing. And so I think the the total came out to be closer to like three quarters of a million, seven hundred and fifty to like eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Now that's a lot of money um, to run a team. Okay, that's a lot of money, and you got to think that last year, right, last season. Brad Sweet, right? They won the championship for the fourth year in a row. And that championship to the driver was $200,000, right? Now he gets a percentage, right? We talked about this before where the drivers, the, the top drivers, they will usually have some kind of contract where they either get paid a salary and then a percentage of the winnings, or they just get a bigger percentage of the winnings and no salary, right? Like there's different ways of doing it, but the top guy, someone like Brad sweet, he's going to be paid a salary. Usually it's a salary. Um, and then he gets a percentage of the winnings. So that $200,000, he's getting a percentage of that. Well, that, that even if the team kept all of that, that's not putting a dent in 750 K, right? Just, it's just not. So, these teams want to get more money and they should. Okay. We've talked about this before. They should, when you look at the dirt vision and the flow racing and all the streaming stuff out there and what it costs to get one of those memberships and the, the just astronomical amount of dirt fans that have those memberships, there's a lot of money going to those streamers and, you know, going to those deals. And just like we've seen with, 
Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, and stuff like that, these these rights are going to continue to go up. They're going to continue to rise. And we need to see that financial floor increase for these top series as well. So World of Out- the World Racing Group came out and they have up their game. They also have re kind of redid their their platinum uh membership agreement and now they've got uh it looks like some bigger bonuses and some bigger payouts, which is a really good thing. A lot of this not is not only driven by the drivers saying, "Hey, look, we need some more money," but also when you look at like the high limit series that's, you know, with Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet, um you know, their, their thing that they've got going on where you're seeing these races paying just the regular shows paying double, right? 20 K this has got the, the world racing group, you know, having to respond, which is a good thing, right? Competition is what we want. You know, that, 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 that requires you to be better. You can't just sit back on your, you know, rest on your laurels and just expect things to just be the best, you know, be awesome forever. And you're not improving, right? You've got to get better. And that's what they're hopefully doing with this. So Keith, have you seen this new, uh, this new points fund with the exclusivity, exclusivity bonus and everything? Yeah. And I think, I think it's a move in the right direction. I think they're getting closer to where they need to be because these teams make hardly nothing yes exactly and and it appalls me that they continue to race for ten thousand to win mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm just yep. me personally i think it's hard for a smaller team to survive it is it is and it um it's sad because you know the outlaw tour right if we really think about it and it's kind of, it's been this way for as long as i can remember but it's always been you know 7 to 10 cars right teams drivers where like that was the outlaw tour right obviously you have guys who might run the majority of the season you guys you have guys who might run half the season but in terms of the guys who are like look i'm running the full outlaw tour it's usually between like 7 and 10 teams and what makes it good, obviously, right? Knowing that those guys are coming to town, right? It's the, it's the, it's like the, the 10 best, the 10 best rent car drivers in the world, right? Or the, 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 the outlaws, right? Um, that's awesome. But it's also really cool when you've got those teams that are, you know, the secondary teams, right? They're not, they're not Casey Kane racing. They're one step below and they might not run, the whole 78 shows or whatever it is, they might run 60 and for them to compete, right? That money's got to be there because for them, it's survival. A lot of those teams, right? They don't have Napa, you know, sponsoring them or car quest or, or NOS energy drink, right? They don't have those big time sponsors. So for them to do this and make it more enticing, I I'm with you. I think it's a step in the right direction. Now, the, the the twist to this though is it is an exclusivity bonus all right that's the thing that you need to understand so what they did is they went out and they essentially kind of reworked their platinum agreement all right and the platinum agreement now will allow it has a four race exemption okay so what they're basically saying is is that teams can run four non-world of outlaw race nights and they can still earn the increased fun as long as those events are outside of 48 hours or a hundred mile radius on either side of the scheduled event okay so, for example, let's say I'll use my location out here. Outlaws are in town and they've got the Gold Cup. Okay. Gold Cup is usually three nights. It's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Well, let's say on Monday night, for whatever reason, right, down at Hanford, 
they're running a, you know, King of the West show and it happens to be a big King of the West show and it's paying $20,000. Well, if these guys want to, they can run that show and still be okay. They're they're not they're not they're not violating their agreement to only run the outlaw shows. They can go run those shows. That's what this agreement allows. And if they run more than that, because here's the thing, you can actually still run more than four races and get that fund. You just can't get all of it. So drivers and teams can elect to run five to eight races of the same condition and still earn points and earn the previously announced fund. But from my understanding, it sounds like it's a percentage. So I don't have the actual agreement. I just have the press release about it. Obviously, I'm sure there's some details in there that are specific to situations. But overall, what this does is this exclusivity bone, exclusivity bonus now takes the points fund and almost doubles it. So for example, last year, like we talked about, Brad Sweet won the championship. He got $200,000 for the championship. Okay, let's just say this year, right? The exact same thing happens. Brad Sweet wins. David Gravel finishes second. David Gravel will earn more finishing second place this year than he than Brad Sweet got the previous year for winning. That's how much this has increased it. The exclusivity bonus for the top spot for first place in the championship is $150,000. So that would be 350k to the winner. If as long as they don't violate that agreement, right? They don't race more than 4 of those non-sanctioned events. Second place is 210, third is 140, fourth is 122, fifth is 113, and in fact, it's up it's 100, it's over $100,000 all the way to 8th place and the top 10, like 10th place, will get 87500 which is 30, that's a $37,500 increase over last season. So that's a big, big jump um, in terms of money. And it's definitely going to make it much more enticing for these guys who have been talking about running multiple series, right? They, you know, outlaws are trying to hold on to their outlaws, right? The tour's trying to keep these guys in house. So what Keith, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to see? Cause I know that there's been some rumors that some of these guys might, might just start picking and choose, you know, they might go the Jonathan Davenport way and just start picking and choosing what they run instead of racing for points and just race for the money. I think you'll see a split in it. I really do. I think you'll see the guys that know that they can't win the World of Outlaw Championship, but they can win races. I think you'll see guys, like I just said, split it. They'll they'll run, they'll cherry pick basically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I don't I don't blame the guys for doing it. I mean, we've seen jo- Jonathan Davenport win what two million dollars this past season. Yeah, and just cherry picking, and yeah. sometimes that's the smartest way to do it. And if you want to do it as a living and make really good money at it, you damn near need to just cherry pick yep. because I, I truly believe that it'll cost more money traveling with one certain series all across the country than it will be to, well, let's go race here one weekend or let's go here the following weekend. Yeah. If it was me, that's what I would do. Yeah, me too. Un- See, that's the thing. Unless I had a, one of those, up rides where I was on a salary and I got a percentage of my winnings, right? So yeah. unless I'm in yep. that type of situation, I'm with you. If I'm if I'm running, if it's my team or I've got a ride for somebody, but I'm not on a salary, I'm just getting the winnings that I'm with you. I would be doing the same thing. It would be like, hey man, there's a twenty five thousand to win show over here, and there's a ten thousand to win outlaw show. Let's go hit the twenty five k, right? So I'm with you. I would do the same thing. Um, I, I think you're right. I do think we'll see a few of those guys do that. Will we see any of the top guys? You know, it'll be interesting to see if anybody, any of the, uh, the guys who finished essentially top five in points last season. Right. Cause I think, I really think that would be the, 
I'm thinking that's kind of going to be the cutoff where last year, fifth place got 65 K this year. If they follow that agreement, it'll be 113,000. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if we'll see, you know, any of those guys in the top five do that. Um, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to start cherry picking. I know, you know, the big name that keeps coming up who might do this from what I've heard. And obviously I have, there's no hard and fast, you know, um, like nothing that has been for certain, right. Said, but Sheldon Hoddenshield is the name I keep hearing that, that might do this where he might just start bouncing around, which, you know, if you, if you look at Sheldon Hoddenshield, that might not be a bad move, right? The kid, I say kid, he's like 30, but dude, the guy on any night is a threat to win, especially if he's at one of them tracks that really fits him well. You know, you get him to them, them, them fast, high banked half miles. I mean, the dude's crazy, right? So I... I could definitely see someone like him being like, yeah, you know, I've got a better shot at making more money if I just go hit these big events, right? Bouncing between outlaws and all-stars and that type of thing. Yeah, and 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 I wouldn't be surprised to see guys do that. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see some, maybe some bigger name drivers Yeah, start to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the video Sheldon put out should be eye opening to the World Racing Group. Yeah, because it should. One, one, it it should shock the hell out of them that guys are basically racing for pennies anymore with the rising prices of everything. Ten thousand dollars don't go a whole whole wall. Yeah, as far as it used to. Oh God, no. Um, God, no. And 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 yeah, I mean, will it be hard to raise the purses? Maybe. Can they do it? Absolutely. There's no, there's not one doubt in my mind that they can't do it. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a matter of them actually doing it. Um, it, it's crazy to think that teams are spending a half a million to a million dollars for a sprint car operation just to go out to win $10,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're not saying that every race needs to be 50 K to win. Right. No, but no, I more than 10, that. And that's the thing that's, it doesn't even have to be a lot more. Even if world racing group came out and said, Hey, look, man, from now on, our regular shows are going to pay 12, five. Like, I mean, just, just $2,500 more because you start looking at that over the course of 50 races, right? Like that's a big jump in price fund, right? If you start going, hey, we're going to do 12.5 to win and then we're going to have that increase, right? You could do it as a percentage, percentage increase all the way through the top 10 or 20 or whatever because they do whatever it is to show up, $1,000 to show up or whatever it is, right? So we're going to increase it by X amount all the way down. If they did something like that, right, just a, you know, 15%, 20% increase, I, that would be huge. It would be huge because yeah. it's just them saying, hey, look, man, we hear you and we want to give back, right? We want to help you guys. We want to make sure, you know, they put that out with this announcement, right? They said, you know, and I'm quoting Carlton Reimers here. He said, we listened to the drivers and team owners and put together a lucrative program for 2023 that we believe will benefit them greatly. It is important to make sure that we support the teams that help us put on the greatest show on dirt every week. And it is important. Um, But I also do believe that this is a, you know, them realizing that, hey, our defending champion and Kyle Larson, who, even though he's a NASCAR driver, is still one of the biggest names in dirt, are doing this midweek series right we got to we've got to we've got to do something to to be able to to handle this yeah and 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 that should be the kick in the nuts for them knowing mm-hmm. that one of their full-time regulars is going to partner with Kyle Larson to make this what i think could be a big hit yes the sprint car series and and i think i think the ah, it's just so 
hard to say because they they changed the schedule for next year. They they damn near took out the whole West Coast swing. Um, and in my mind, if you're gonna do that, just just pay them more because there's some really good racetracks on the West Coast. Yeah, I know the West Coast folks. I know a lot of them are are upset and angry because mm-hmm. of them cutting it out. But we're gonna go to Pennsylvania ten times a, in a season. Yep. Um. But then again, on the other hand, you gotta you gotta think fuel prices aren't going down. No, they're not by any means. And yeah. And how we're talking about the purses and stuff, and and people don't realize that out of them purses, you still gotta pay. You gotta pay all your bills. Mm-hmm. Yep. For for the race team. Yep. You gotta pay your guys. You're you're paying them to travel. You're paying everybody's entry fees, this, that, and the other. And that stuff adds up. And consistently racing for ten thousand dollars to win, and yeah, it sounds like a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me because it's ten thousand dollars. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. But when you have upwards to three to four other employees to pay. Yep. It it's tough. It gets tough and it, it will be tough. Mhm. It does. So we'll see what happens. Um it'll be interesting as we get closer obviously, you know, next year when once we get through Chili Bowl and we got, you know, we got uh dirt car nationals coming up in in February and whatnot. Once we get closer to that, then we'll we'll start to I'm sure see some some uh movement on this stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe I'll send a message to a buddy of mine. He was just hired to work for Casey Kane Racing. Maybe I'll shoot him a message and see if we can get some insight or maybe get him on the show. There you go. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen with it because other big news in the world of sprint car racing is uh which I I'm stoked about. Uh big announcement came out literally, I think it was yesterday. And it's, it's huge. So the Eldora million is back. Um, it is back and it's the sprint cars. All right. I know that the last couple of years they've been doing it with the late models. It's the sprint cars this year. And, um, I can't wait. So they're going to be doing this when it's going to be Wednesday or no, was it Wednesday or Tuesday? Wednesday? It's going to be July 12th and 13th at Eldora wing sprint cars. Winner's purse of over a million dollars. The total purse is 1.4 million. It is an unsanctioned, unsanctioned event. Now, why this is so important is because July 14th through the 16th is the King's Royal. Okay. Like it's, literally the it's the same freaking weekend we just talked about that agreement this event is not 48 hours or 100 miles away so i'm really curious to see how they're gonna swing this because i cannot imagine that the outlaws would not want to run this race right like who's not gonna want to run this race could you imagine going to Eldora to watch this million, to, to watch Sheldon run in the million, to show up and him be sitting in the grandstands. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't put this, and don't get me wrong, there could be some awesome guys who show up, right? But if you're missing the top outlaws, it's not the same. It's just not Absolutely the same. Absolutely not. It's not and, the same. And here, here's what I think. I think we should put a car together and, and, and go win this million dollars. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, dude, um, I just had some really, really big news, uh, about, uh, I got, I got to wait for everything to be, to be finished up. I just, I got, it looks like me and my brother are going to be, um, getting, uh, a business and it's a, a really, really good, really successful, really lucrative business. And yeah, if everything works out the way that it should, I. The, the plan to, to go racing again is there. It'll be about awesome. a year to 18 months out. So I got I to gotta make sure this all goes through first. But but yeah, uh, 
I don't know if we'll be running the million, but <laughs> we'll, we'll be running something. So, but not to but get yeah. off the subject, yeah. but could you imagine that? Yeah, pulling exactly. In, pulling into Eldora to watch this million dollar race and in, in hopes to see some outlaw mm-hmm. racers and them to be parked outside of the gates. Yep. That, in my eyes, would be the biggest slap in the face to these guys because World Racing Group wants to be freaking greedy. And and not let them race. Yeah, I get it. They're going to be in Attica. But let them run. Let yeah. them run in the million. Don't let it count towards their four races that they get a season. Because why? Kings Royals that week. Yeah, it's at the same track. They're already going to be in town. Yeah, they're already at the same freaking place. You but know? hell, you, you might see some guys save if they don't do it that way. You might see some guys just keep them two races in their back pockets and hopes to go towards a million. I'm excited to see how it's going to work out and play out. Because I think you're going to see some guys that's not really race sprint cars a whole lot come out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I absolutely think that. I think um, you're going to, I mean, you're going to pull from everybody. I think you're going to see some USAC guys throw the wings on. Mm-hmm. You'd be stupid to not try it. Yeah. You put a million dollars up, man. For a, you'd be amazed at how many people are going to start. As long as that, for that, as long as that Marks guy don't show up, everybody have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as those damn freaking and, and guys stay out of there. And here's the even better part with it being in Kings Royal Week. You you sweep the whole week while you're up there. That's a lot of money you're taking home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And look, the, hard to do. It'll be hard to do. But yes, it will. Holy shit. Could you imagine? That? Yeah, it will. But they're going to be at Attica July 11th. Right. So, I mean, that's if you're looking at that from Attica, you know, that should be OK. The 13th. Right. That should fall outside that whole, you know, obviously. I don't know the distance between Attica and Rossburg, Ohio. I think it's I think it's like right around two hours. Maybe. Yeah. More. So. You know, it's probably about a hundred miles, right? Seventy five hundred miles, depending on how fast you're driving. But forty eight hour window, you know what I mean? It's it's right on the edge of that. That makes sense, right? Like that's okay. The the issue, the question that I'm having is, is you know Thursday night, the thirteenth, is the million, right? That's the big one because and then. Because the 14th is the night before the King's Royal. So because of that, is that not, hey, can't run it? That's that's what we're going to have to wait and see. I would imagine, I would imagine, because Tony Stewart's not stupid. I would imagine Tony Stewart would know that the top guys are going to be there before doing this. Otherwise, he would have figured out a way to kind of do this in that window. So I've yeah. got to think that they, they're going to be able to run this and it not hurt them you know and what hey, i mean i think we need to give tony stewart the biggest bat on the back for for doing this just for sprint car racing in general oh yeah there's, there's never been this high of a payout for a wing race ever yep yeah i mean th- th- this is history in the making and to i like the idea of swapping it from the late models to the sprint cars because then you just give everybody from different types of racing to have an opportunity at this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I think and, it's awesome. And I think more freaking tracks around the United States needs to get on board with this shit. I get it. Tony Stewart's got a lot of money in his back pocket, but still. Yes. More tracks can pull this off hard. It'd be hard to do, but they can, whether it be, yeah, I mean, it don't even have to be a million. No, yeah, it could be a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand to win. Yeah, and and you'd put your racetrack on the map. Yeah, look at the Knoxville Nationals, right? The winner's yeah. not getting a million dollars in that. You know what I mean? But it's the Knox. Obviously, it's the Knoxville Nationals. But it the reason why that thing blew up to the way that it did, a lot of that has to do with the purse. It's why the Kings Royal is such a big deal, right? If the Kings Royal was ten k, be like, okay, cool, I get a crown, awesome. You know what I mean? It's and, a big deal because it's so much money. That's that's what makes yeah. it a big deal. And this is where it pisses me off that the Chili Bowl promoter does not change the payout. Yeah, because that's... But he's going he's gonna to pay more for the payout 
to move a fucking screen than the payout of the race. Yeah, that because the amount of money that they're bringing in for Chili Bowl is insane. That is the biggest slap in the face. Now, I, I'm going to get a lot of scrutiny for making that comment, but it's 2022. We're going yeah. on 2023. It's time for every sanctioning body, every racetrack, start raising your purses a little bit. Yeah. They don't have to be high. Yeah, You don't have to break any records, but they just got to be it, better. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about the weekend warriors that yeah. a non-wing sprint car race pays fifteen hundred to win. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the national, the, the best of the best, mm-hmm. whether it be USAC, Power Eye, and up. Yep. Yeah. Raise them, pr- oh. raise them p- purses. Needs to happen. I mean, <laughs> when when you're when you're bringing in a million or more for that chili bowl, and I'm getting on a rant already about it yeah. we ain't even to the damn chili bowl <laughs> yet tommy but when you're bringing in that much money and you're going to spend a fortune to move a fucking screen somebody's got to tell him hey bud we got to put some of this money into this purse or we're going to keep losing the big name drivers yeah mm-hmm. Which now granted kyle happened. larson's having a third kid so that's part of the reason why he's not running the chili bowl and i don't blame him that he's not either no, uh-uh. Me neither. So, so yeah, definitely going to be interesting, but it's awesome. The Eldora Million is back. It is a good thing. I think the, you should come from California. I, dude, that is one I want to make. One race to come watch. I would love to go back there I'd for that. I'd take off work just to meet you up there. Yeah, I, I would love to go back there for that. No joke. Um, That would be awesome. I'll have to see what happens. That would uh, be a hell yeah. of a race to break your... Eldora cherry. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Well, if I'm going to go back, if I'm going to go to Eldora for that week or for that rate, I'm going to be there for the, I'm going for the week. Yeah. Well, and you'd, you'd be done. I got to watch the Eldora million and the Kings Royal. Right. And then you'd get to take everything in just from Eldora. Yeah. And I brag on Eldora a lot because it's a working class environment. It's a working class. It's a blue collar racetrack. You can take yourself there and eat cheaper at Eldora than you can at McDonald's Which and the is food's awesome. better and the food's way better. Yeah. A lot of racetrack food. You'll eat a pizza is. burger and you'll take 15 of them back to California with you. <laughs> yeah. We don't have anything like that out here. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. So wrap the show up today. We got some, more big news in the world of dirt racing. It makes me sick thinking about this one. The Lucas oil late model dirt series, as they have announced a chase for the championship. So, um, Lucas oil late model, the dirt series, they are, they just revealed a, a chase for the championship and a $1 million point fund for 2023. So, I like the point fund. I like the point fund too. So here's the way that this is going to work is um, the new model is going to be an elimination style model designed to reward basically those who do the best. Uh, In addition to the revitalized championship format, more than $470,000 has been added to the championship points fund, which brings the grand total to just over a million dollars. Think NASCAR's, playoff series this this is essentially what you've got here all right so uh they've got rounds of eliminations the first round of eliminations it's going to be 15 drivers okay now one thing that i kind of question about this is the fact that you have a lot of guys right i don't think lucas does lucas does the Lucas Oil Late Model Series even have 15 guys that run every race? You know what I mean? If they don't, they will now. Well, yeah, but not only that, but think about it. Jonathan Davenport this year, for example, and we talked about him just a little while ago. Keep in mind, he picks and chooses where he runs. He goes where the money is, right? Jonathan Davenport finished 15th in points. So now Jonathan Davenport can essentially just pick and choose wherever he wants to run, make sure that he stays in the top 15. And as long as he's in that top 15, come the first, the, 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 the playoff time, 
Now he's got a shot at the championship. Think about that, right? Because he's he's one of the best there is, right? If he's in, the, all, all he's got to be is top 15, and now he's got a shot at winning the championship. Think about that. If that's If they're going to allow that, that's, I don't know if there's some kind of minimum that you have to run. I don't know that, but I would think they would have to implement something on that. I from 80% looking at it, or something. Yeah, from looking at their points from last season, it looks like they had about seven guys racing every race. Yeah, exactly. That's what or, I'm saying. They got back six. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So think about it. Jonathan Davenport, right? If he's in the playoff, I'd put him up against anybody to win the championship. You know what 100%. I mean? I'd put that dude up against anybody to win the championship. Yeah. So, and, and maybe this is their way of keeping guys with them. And maybe it is, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, they haven't, obviously we'll have to wait and see. Cause here's, here's the thing. So the, the first round, they've got the round of 15. Okay. Is essentially the, from the way it sounds is, uh, as that Lucas oil speedway. Okay. Now, the round of 12 is going to be July 15th at Lucas Oil Speedway. Now, in between those two events, the round of 15 and the round of 12, there's like three races. So I don't know if they're going to be uh, awarded points between each one. And then it it like after they get through the elimination round, are they going to do like NASCAR and they kind of reset thing? I don't, I don't know how they don't they don't say how all of that is working in here. Um. They give you these beautiful paragraphs on all the sponsors, but they don't tell you exactly how it's going to be doing. So essentially, they're going to be whittling it down to the final four. All right. And that's going to be the finale is going to be at, I believe it's Eldora. Yes. Uh, I believe it's drivers will, will continue to earn points at every event throughout the season based on the traditional championship point structure. At the season finale, points for the Big River Steel four drivers will be consolidated. The first of the four drivers to cross the finish line in the 43rd annual Dirt Track World Championship will be crowned the 2023 Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. So yeah, they're going to do essentially like NASCAR does, where there's going to be points, traditional points earned throughout. They whittle this down, and then whoever wins the finale is the championship. Is the champion? They got to make the final four, but they're the champion. Um, so their point series fund is almost identical to the world of outlaws. The champion gets $200,000. Now here's the deal. They do have some bonuses that they're implementing, uh, for the advancing teams. So, um, you know, at Lucas oil, you know, the, the road to Wheatland, it's 2,500 for first, um, 15th gets 500 uh the summit racing equipment super 12 first gets 5k 12th gets a thousand the uh great eight first gets 7500 eighth gets 1500 big river steel four first gets 10k fourth gets two and then obviously you've got the finale for the championship so uh the points fund was 935,000. Then you've also got 66 K and cash bonuses. So that's the way that they're doing this. Um, I, I'm torn about this, man. I really am. Uh, now here's the thing. They had this to say. They said, only twice in our series history has the championship been contested at the season finale. Um, now, the Dirt Track World Championship is an event that is worthy of crowning a champion, so not only will the crown jewel pay 100000 to win, but now the race inside the race is worthy of the world championship. So that's going to be the thing. They're going to have their four finalists. They're also going to... It's also a hundred k to win event, which is cool. Um so a lot of big money on the on the line. I I gotta say though, man, I don't know if I'm man, I don't know if I like this. What about you, Keith? What's um, your thoughts I'm, on this, man? I'm kinda on the fence about it. I think 
I think the only good thing about it is usually you see the points championship damn near wrapped up with like eight or nine races left. I think it it's just it's tough without even watching it. You know what I mean? It, it's just mm-hmm. hard to judge. I think I think it ah, I don't like it, but I do like it at the same time, if that makes any sense. I um, get you. The reason why I like it is because you're not you're not gonna have a champion wrapped up till the last race, mm-hmm. which is good. Don't like it because you're gonna see some guys get taken out to to advance through the other rounds. I know we didn't see it in NASCAR, but this ain't NASCAR. No. <laughs> it's dirt racing, right? Yeah, I mean these guys will do about anything to win a race. I mean, we've seen past late model races, guys get pushed off the racetrack for a win. Yeah. Third. Mm-hmm. Now you're so, gonna implement this chase and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be enticing because the championships pay him more than it ever has with Lucas so all late models. Yeah. Yeah. And ah, s- yeah, I'm see just, here's and we were talking about this before we before we started the show today. And one thing I, I like the idea, I like the concept of it, okay? But also I love the traditional format, right? Like now I understand late models are different than sprint cars, but you look at the sprint cars, right? The let's take the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series. Dude, every world finals that that championship is still up for grabs. Now, you know, Sometimes Brad Sweet's got a lot, you know, the, the year that I was there, Brad Sweet, all he had to do was, I think it was night number two, once he finished his heat race or something like that, as long as he like didn't wreck, as long as he made the feature, then he was champion, right? But this last season, it was a battle. Like, I mean, it, it, it went down to the, like Gravel had a shot. It might've been an outside shot, but he still had a shot, you know? So, to me, the, the sprint car championship has been incredible with the outlaws, and we talked about it all season long. It was a battle all season long. Now, the late models is a different story. I like this, that they're trying something different. I agree with you. I think it could be cool that you can just be in that top 15, and now you've got a shot to win the championship. So, look, it does give people like a Jonathan Davenport a shot. I would ha- I got to see how they're going to actually do these rounds though, before I'm going to be completely sold on it. Cause I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's, you know, are you going to be seated like they do in NASCAR? You get points from top to bottom, right? First place has this 15th has this. And now we're going to, you're going to earn points for the next well, three races. And then it's, we're going to eliminate the bottom. Is, is that how it's going to work? Is it? I don't know until I see that for sure. I'm not going to know, but I like the concept of it. And I like the fact that they're trying it. And if it, you know, to me, I think it's cool because this could be their thing, right? This could be the Lucas Oil way. And then the outlaws with their late model series stay traditional. And now you've got two different things. As a consumer, I do like the variation of it because it, yeah. it, it, it adds a level of difference to it. Well, and, and after looking at the payout breakdown for the whole thing, as a racer, I like it because you get bonus money for the rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then the championship, you get $200,000. Yep. I think that's the highest it's been in Lucas Oil history. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I don't sure quote it is. me on it because I don't know, because I don't pay attention to it. Um, I'll probably pay attention to it now when it gets to the, the playoffs. Just I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. Because I when am you too. only have five guys running for a championship... I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna tie their hands behind their backs and say, look, the only way you can do this is if you run the full schedule. Yeah. Or uh, it, or 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 a certain percentage of it. You gotta run eighty yeah. percent or something and, like that. Yeah. And I know Tim McCready, he ran the full schedule and he bounced around. So mm-hmm. but I mean, like we've said, Jonathan Davenport ain't a points racer. No. He, he he's a money racer and yep. and I respect the hell out of him for it. He made two million dollars last year. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do that, you could pick and choose whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, exactly. So yep. I mean I, I we'll just have to see how it works out. I'm on the fence on it. I'm in between. I'm torn. I think it's almost kind of like let's see what it looks like this year and then next year after it give a better assessment. I mean 
as an outsider looking in, if I was a late model racer, I'd probably go run that full schedule just because you might have a chance. Well, yeah, now you just need to be, you just got to be there at the end, right? Yeah. You just got to be there and, at the end. And maybe this opens the door for guys that can't beat the Jonathan Davenports to, to make a little extra money mm-hmm. and make it through this championship. Maybe you'll see the, the joiners of the world and, and guys that don't really run any certain late model series. I just, yep. I hope, I hope the world of owls don't go to this because I don't either. I would like to see them keep it I also don't the like same. It. Yes. Yes. I still like because, my I mean, tradition. Imagine being Jonathan Davenport and you win 10 races and you don't win the championship. It, exactly. Right. I mean, I, I can, guess the same can be said about NASCAR, but still. Yes. But I can make a compelling case, right? If you look at the, the championship this year in the Lucas Oil, Tim McCready won. I could make a case that if you were to look at the, this last season overall, you could make the argument that if, let's say they did this playoff thing this year, right? And you had Tim McCready and Brandon Shepard. I can make a case for either one of them to be a champion, right? You can even make the case if you start looking a little bit further down at guys who won a lot of races but didn't run every single race, right? They weren't there all the time. So you talk about someone like Devin Moran or Jonathan Davenport, right? You also have like a Hudson O'Neill, guys who won four, five, six races. You can make the case, hey, these are championship caliber drivers, even if they're not driving this the, the series full time. So if it opens yeah. up the possibility for those guys to now compete for the championship, I think that's cool. But also in a way, like I said, there's got to be some kind of filter there where it's like, look, man, you can't just you can't just show up and run, you know, whatever you've got to be here a certain percentage of the time to be eligible for this. So we'll have to see what they, what happens with that. If they've got more information on it, because obviously right now this is just an announcement, you know, it's just their press release. It's not like they give us the fully detailed, you know, series packet rules, everything, you know, I don't have that. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to get it so uh i have no desire to look through all that crap and wait till it's uh, in a much more easier format but yeah you know it's it's a obviously a unique twist it's definitely different i'm with you i hope we don't start seeing this spreading across the rest of the dirt series i like the traditional point stuff um you know i don't need it i don't need a playoff in every flipping sport that i watch so hopefully the outlaws stay away from this that's that's what i'm hoping but yeah, we'll see. Should be interesting. Um, because yeah, it's definitely, definitely different. But yeah, a lot of lot of stuff happened in the dirt world, which is which has been which has been cool, man. So it's been a been a good week. Definitely looking forward to next year racing, which yeah, it's getting close, you know. It's all it's almost Christmas and we're only like what a couple months away from dirt car nationals. So it's uh right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got indoor season coming up, and I, in the Chili Bowl, I know I spoke yeah. on it before, and I think that's probably one of the best, best races of the year. It really is. It to, really is. The, yeah, the million dollar race, of course. Yeah, I mean, we can hate on the on the purse and stuff like that, but if you love dirt racing, you don't even have to be. You don't even have to love midgets. If you love dirt racing, the Chili Bowl is a must watch. It, it, it's a must 100%. go to event it there's nothing else like it i've been to races all over the country right i've never been to you know king's royal or knoxville nationals but i've been to big huge events right you know we have gold cup out here i went to world finals i've been to nationals and silver cups and all kinds of stuff the chili bowl in terms of just the event there's nothing else like it where you've got four days of racing of insane racing the whole day you know, you can spend the whole day there because between the racing, you've got the trade shows that's going on and it's huge. I mean, there's something, I mean, there's a, if you're looking for something for a race car, it is there. I mean, there's so much stuff there. It's crazy, man. You've got to check it out. It's just, it's an amazing event. Yeah. And it, and it is, Yeah, it's a race for everybody to go look at. Um, before we wrap up, um, Haley Deegan is back in the truck series. She's racing for Thor sport next year. Oh yeah, that's right. Could be a good move for her going to a team with uh championship caliber 
guys that's been in the playoffs, some guys that could maybe take them under her wing and yeah, I thought that was a good I thought that was a good move. I had heard some rumors that she might go Xfinity race and I was kind of hoping she would do another year in the truck. Um I know the yeah. truck can be a shit show sometimes, but I do think it is it's a good, a good experience. Stone. Yeah, I I really do. So so yeah, that's good, man. Well, uh, hopefully she can uh, compete for a championship uh, next year. Because, like you said, when you've got a when you're with a better caliber team, it just makes things a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes life life funner. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and then I think the only other NASCAR news is Kevin Harvick's supposed to be making an announcement at Daytona on whether he's going to race again in 2020 after 2023. So, yep. it'll be exciting to see. Yep. So I'm, I'm hoping he's going to stick around. Uh, and, and if yeah, not, and if he does retire, around. I hope he stays in the sport at some capacity, which I'm sure he'll, yeah, I'd say more I'm than likely sure. if he leaves, retires from the sport, he, he's going to work for Fox. I think he'll do whether it's in the booth or car ownership, something, I think he's going to be around. He, that's just well, what he I mean, does. He's, he's in a partnership with a uh, pretty dominant NASCAR team now. I know yeah. his boy, his son Keelan, is uh, part of the driver development program. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting. Yep. So, well, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, please download, subscribe, share, follow, leave us a comment, rating, review, all that good stuff helps us get the get the show out there with, I don't know, the algorithms, whatever the hell those things are. I don't know what they are. It just helps us. So uh, just please keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we will be back here uh, on the 29th. So everybody have a Merry Christmas, a happy holiday. Keith, my man, enjoy your Christmas with the family. Thank you. Appreciate it. You do the same. And everybody out there that supports us, you guys have a good holiday weekend. That's right. So everybody enjoy the holidays and we'll uh, see you in a couple weeks. Until then, as always, take care.